athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. You're tuned into the Dopey Show on radio from the press box to press row. I am your host, Donald Ware. It was 21 years ago, as a matter of fact, that we lost Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. the Notorious Big. One of the greatest rappers of all time. I mean, I just during that time, and that was part of the golden era of hip-hop. Uh, just absolutely unbelievable. And I think it still stings when you talk about hip-hop. I'm not going to talk a lot about hip-hop today on the program, but I mean... Um, Man, that, that was a huge loss. And, you know, a lot of times here on the program, I've talked about some of the music today and so on and so forth. And, I mean, I, I, I must say, I'm, I, I, I can't say that I'm not a fan of the music because I always have been. It's just changed. The music has just changed. That's one of the things. It's, it's evolved. I, I, I don't think is as good as it was when... You know, when when I was coming through in that sort of that golden era, but it has evolved. But, you know, it's just certain songs that kind of kind of kind of get to you or kind of pull at you or kind of, you know, just kind of for me, just kind of get to me. And this is one of those songs that you hear in the background. Hardaway, Deraz Deshaun. Speaking of music and as a matter of fact, you, you talk about our, let's talk about R&B for a little bit. And uh, one of those guys, a, a true R&B artist, Tank, Tank going to join us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. We're going to talk a lot of stuff with Tank because as a matter of fact, he's one of the co-hosts of BET's Man Cave. He's going to join us on the program. If you've seen this show, you know when him and his three co-hosts get together they talk about any and everything politics uh women sports etc they talk about it all and uh so we're gonna bring tank on the program to talk a little bit today here on the program about that program but not only that some other things including um his outstanding his really good career and also we're gonna talk some sports with tank today here on the program also joining us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row, the CIAA Tournament Champions are the Virginia Union Panthers. And Jay Butler is their head coach, and he's going to join us today here on the program. I know last week I talked extensively about the CIAA Tournament and it being in Charlotte, or has it had its run in Charlotte? Is it in fact time to move it somewhere else? I did not I was not at the CIAA Tournament Championship game 
on last week where Virginia Union absolutely blasted Johnson C. Smith 82 to 52. But again, the question still remains again, as I mentioned, I mean, I think it's just run its course in Charlotte. I think it's time to move the CIAA tournament from Charlotte or put it out to bid and put it somewhere else. And, And that's no disrespect to Charlotte. Charlotte is a great city. I love Charlotte, love going to Charlotte, but I just think it's kind of run its course and it's time to in fact move it somewhere else. I won't um, talk about that today on the program, but you can, if you happen to miss last week's show, as a matter of fact, we talked also extensively about the Hampton and the MEAC situation. You can log on to our website at box to row.com and click on the archive shows. You can, you can as either listen to the show right there on the website, or you can download that show as a matter of fact. So again, Jay Butler, the head men's basketball coach at Virginia Union, also going to join us today here on the program. Love you to participate here on the program. Hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Maybe you have a question for Jay Butler or Tank, for that matter. Also, via Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. We got some great affiliates around the country that carry from the press box to press row. As a matter of fact, I mean, we're on everywhere from Pittsburgh to Tampa, to Washington. Obviously, we're here in Raleigh. We're on in Greensboro. I mean, if you go go west, we're on in New Orleans. Uh, we're on in Oklahoma. I mean, just so many great places. Nashville, Tennessee, we're on in. I mean, just so many places that we're on. Um, and, and we're just so grateful for all of our affiliates around the country that carry from the press box to press row. We're on Sirius XM, two channels, as a matter of fact, on Sirius XM, channels 141 and 142. And you can always listen to us around the world at BoxToRow.com. A couple of things I want to get to. I've, I've been watching, well, you know, I haven't really gotten into the respective conference tournaments so far. Not yet. Obviously, March Madness is right around the corner, and, and and it begins on next week, as a matter of fact. Boy, how time flies. And But, you know, being here in Raleigh, you have, or in this area, in the Triangle area, and it, when it comes to college basketball, I mean, you, you're talking about Duke, Carolina, the, the best rivalry in all of college basketball, and, and then right in this area also is NC State, and you know, NC State has had a very interesting season. Kevin Keats, in his first season as the head coach at NC State, as a matter of fact, this time last year, we had Kevin Keats as a guest on the program as he was preparing UNC Wilmington for the tournament. And then after UNC after UNC Wilmington lost in that first round, they lost to Virginia. As a matter of fact, right after that, maybe a couple of days after that, uh, it was announced that he was going to be the new head men's basketball coach at NC State. I, I think he's done a really good job this year. And, you know, the question is, should NC State, with its resume, be in the big dance? They're 21-11 and 11 on the season, 21-11 and 11 on the season with an 11-7 and 7 conference mark. Now, when you think about the conference mark in the ACC being... 11 and seven in years past. If you had a, if you were four games above 500, I mean, you would have, I mean, that, that, that would have been a no brainer 
But let's look at the totality of NC State and see if, in fact, they should be in the NCAA dance. When you look at I mean, that's a lot of losses. Again, seven of those losses were in conference play. If you look at some of the losses, um, you know, maybe this year, Northern Iowa tends to have a good year. They play in the MVC, the Missouri Valley Conference. Probably not a great loss that game played early in the season, NC State losing to Northern Iowa. The UNCG loss, UNC Greensboro. Now, ordinarily, that would not be a great loss. Why? Because UNCG is a mid-major. They don't play in a great conference for basketball per se. However, UNCG is actually having a pretty good season. So that's one of those losses where it's a... It's a it's 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 a bad loss, but not necessarily this year because UNCG is actually playing pretty well. I'm just kind of looking through their schedule in terms of some of the bad losses that they've had. Um, you know, obviously you can look at the loss. I thought the loss, you know, even Virginia Tech's not a bad loss. They're you know right around right around the same mark in terms of where NC State finished. I think they finished maybe a half a game below NC State or something like that. Obviously, that loss to Notre Dame, it wasn't a bad loss because it was a conference loss, but the way in the manner in which they lost, losing that game by 30, they ultimately avenged that game and ended up beating uh, Notre Dame. But then, I mean, again, losing in the ACC tournament, I thought that if NC State beat Boston College, they would they would pretty much, in my mind, be locked in terms of being a tournament team. Um, that that's not a I mean Boston College is not a good loss when you think about where Boston College finished in the conference. But then you to me you have to weigh the bad losses with some of the really good wins. And by the way, the Georgia Tech loss back um, back last week was a bad loss as well. But you know they followed it up with it with a decent win over Louisville and then they they before that had a good win against Florida State but if you look at some of the the good wins for NC State I mean the Arizona win back on November 22nd was absolutely huge and and then also they have some some losses that that that, that weren't bad but let's kind of stick with some of the the really really big wins that NC State had um Duke, obviously, on January 6th was a really big win. They were Duke was number two at the time. You follow that up with a win over number 19 Clemson. I mean, that's a that's a really big win for NC State. Then a couple of weeks later, they follow that up with a a a win um, over UNC Chapel Hill at UNC. That's a big win and follow that one again by avenging the loss against Notre Dame. So. You know, they had, you know, ultimately they ended up losing to Chapel Hill again. Um, but again, to me, the wins, the big wins outweigh the bad losses. Now, to me, if NC State does not get in the field, one of the reasons they're not going to get in the field, they're going to look at. And to me, it's not really the Boston College game. The game they're going to have to look at is the loss to Georgia Tech back on last week that's it was a bad loss for nc state and i think if they don't get into the tournament that's the loss that is in fact going to do them in but again it, it, a lot a lot depends on some of the other teams i mean if i was to look at if you were to just look at the resume and look at what nc state has accomplished 11 and 7 
in ACC play, 21 and 11 overall. I mean, I think that's a team that should get into the tournament. And in years past, we've seen NC State kind of be on the bubble as to whether they should get in or not. They get in and then they end up winning some games and going to the Sweet 16. That happened, I think, back in 2012. Um, and matter of fact, it happened more recently. I don't remember if it was a couple of years ago um, where they were like in one of those play-in games and ended up making it to the Sweet 16. So we'll definitely have to see how things play out with NC State. Your thoughts on the pack, your thoughts on any team that um, you're following that uh, may be on the bubble, hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. Still to come here on From the Press Box to Press Row Tank, R&B singer and actor Tank, and Virginia Union head men's basketball coach Jay Butler. On last week's From the Press Box to Press Row with Donald Ware. But the CIAA tournament has become less about the basketball games and has really become more about the entertainment aspect than it really has about the tournament itself. I mean, I don't really fault the conference for that per se, but I think it's time to change venues. I think it's time to take it somewhere else. When we had the commissioner of the CIAA come on about four years ago, she had actually mentioned that there was going to be a bidding process, not that contract. It's time to put it out for bid, I think. From the press box to press row is one of the hottest sports talk shows in the country. Joey Donald each week as he takes you on a journey through the world of HBCU sports and pro sports and interviews with top sports and entertainment figures that's from the press box to press row each week on your favorite station you're listening to from the press box to press row Yo, to come here on from the press box to press row R&B singer and actor Tank going to join us on the program. He has a new show, BET's Man Cave. We're going to talk some Man Cave with Tank a little bit later on in the program. Also joining us on the program are also still to come here on the program, Virginia Union head men's basketball coach Jay Butler. It's going to be a really good game between Virginia Union and Virginia State. It's going to be like a CIAA kind of atmosphere. The game is taking place at Virginia State. They've got that beautiful convocation center, 10,000 people. And this will be the fourth time that these two teams would have met this year. And, you know, you, you got to expect that there's going to be at least, you know, some six, 7,000 because of the what the game means, the proximity of the schools. The schools are separated by about 20 miles or so. So that should be a pretty good basketball game. I think NC State should be in the big dance. What do you think or what about your school? Hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. I laid out my thoughts on why State should be in. I think the good wins outweigh the bad losses, and Georgia Tech's a bad loss. Boston College a couple of days ago is a bad loss, but UNC's a big win. Duke's a big win. Arizona's a big win. Florida State's a big win. Those are some really, really big wins. And then even with some of the other losses, they're not bad losses. Tennessee um, comes to mind. 
uh, UNC the second time around. So I think they've done enough. You know, it just depends on just depends on who else. You know, got some other teams that are going to be right there as well. But I think State deserves to be in. Want to talk a little bit about the one and done rule as the NBA is thinking about doing away with the one and done rule. And, you know, last week I talked a lot about a whole lot about the NCAA and just kind of gave my thoughts on, you know, again, I'm a proponent of, in a lot of respects, of where the NCAA stands and where they are, what the rules are more specifically in terms of uh, players transferring the fact that if you want to transfer from uh, in within one division to another, you got to sit out a year, meaning in, in certainly in basketball, it's all D1. It's no FBS and FCS like it is in football. Obviously in football, you can transfer from an FBS to an FCS and play right away. I mean, I'm all for this because if we didn't have these kind of rules in place, I, I, I just, again, I don't think college athletes, college kids are mature enough to, you know, to really understand what it is that they're doing, but the ramifications that their actions or their decisions can really have down the line. I was a college kid too. So, you know, sometimes I did stupid stuff too. I'm just saying, you know, you have to have these type of rules in place. I definitely think that college players should be, paid in some way as long it's it's equal as long as it's across the board again you can't have a situation like I talked about last week where you have one uh, a a player on a team making a certain amount of money and then the other player because he's not as good as this player isn't making that that's just that would just be a disaster as far as I'm concerned so the one and done rule is is and by the way, I think a lot of times when we think about the one and done rule, we we and again just like I said last week, we try to act like college athletics is the same as pro sports. It's not the same thing, and the one and done rule is not an NCAA rule. It's an NBA rule. So the NBA has this rule in place that. Basically, and it's called one and done because, in essence, in essence, people are saying, or, or, well, it's not that the rule is intended to mean that you have to play one year of college, then you can go to the NBA. You have to be removed from high school for one year, and then you can uh, go to the NBA. So, you know, there's all kinds of. Of, uh, of 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 different scenarios that can take place. You, we've had players, in fact, that have gone overseas for the one year and then come um, to join the NBA. You have now the G League. I don't know if this may be part this this the NBA trying to get rid of this one and done rule. Maybe part which it's it, you know the rule in of itself. It it it, it it's I I don't like the rule either. To me, you either have you can go from high school and go straight to the league or you do it. I, I, I don't know. I want to say three years, I, I guess two. You got to do at least two years. I think you got to do at least two years because 
and I and I can understand why the NBA implemented this rule some years ago because for all the Kobe Bryant and all the Kevin Garnett's that you have, you had players, none really comes to my mind offhand, that have been complete busts. And not only have they been complete busts, but they've also gotten into some situations. Again, you're, we speak of college kids. What about high school? The, the, whole, the mentality there is a whole lot different. But if the league goes does away with this one-and-done rule, then obviously you can go back to the rule of high school players can go straight to the league. I don't know if I'm necessarily for that, but I think it to me, I think it's better than 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 the one-and-done rule. So what does that mean moving forward? I mean, I guess, you know, it, it, it'll mean maybe the NBA can kind of more develop its G League now. More players will go to the G League because really now they have the opportunity to sort of get paid right away. But really, I don't, you know, I, I, I think your exposure is better in especially big time college basketball. Your exposure, at least right now, where it stands now, if you got enough guys that are going to the G League, then it may elevate the G League. But the money isn't 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 really that good for G League players right now, unless you're on some kind of deal where you you're you you're you every now and again get to go to the the big team. But, you know, let, let's table this conversation uh, for right now here on from the press box to press row and we'll definitely come back to the one and done rule. Let's continue here on from the press box to press row. And that's one of my favorite songs. As a matter of fact, it's by my next guest and really one of his uh, first hits, uh, first single. Maybe I deserve. But, you know, he's doing a whole bunch of different things. As a matter of fact, uh, he's an actor. He's a singer. Of course, he's one of the hosts of BET's Man Cave, which airs each Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern. He is Tank. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Tank, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me, my brother. Absolutely, man. Glad to have you. Now, I got to start here. So, you know, I was reading a little bit. So now, when you were at Crossland High School, which is in Prince George's County in the Washington area, you were playing ball there, right? Oh, yeah, man. I was. I was a football guy, man. I was I was really running that running that tape Lothar, man. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, you know, in my mind, that's that's what I was going to be. I was going to be a professional football player. I was all all ready to, you know, cash in. Yeah, no good. So yeah. now, and and I know you obviously you ma- you made a, a very wise uh, career move, man. But now you have some scholarship offers, no? Yeah, I did have some scholarship offers, and um, you know, the more the sexier scholarship offer was my music scholarship. So, you know what I mean? It was, it was, you know, the more money and the more benefits were on that scholarship. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to take my music scholarship and use it to play football. And, and once I got into the school, this is where I went to Morgan State. They you got, went where? They, they went to Morgan State. You went to Morgan? Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a Morgan grad. I, I didn't know that. Really? Very good. Yeah, when we got when I got there, man, they put so many they put so many requirements on me for my uh for my scholarship that I couldn't play football. So 
Needless to say, I was only there for about two months. <laughs> I got out of there. That's why I didn't know that. That's exactly why. Plus, you know, I, I, I mean, I just got to keep it real, man. I think I think we may have been at Morgan at the at the same time. You're only a, a, a couple of years younger than me. So, you know, Morgan wasn't very good. I mean, you could have really helped Morgan stay out on the football field, though. Man, I, I, could, I thought I could, you know, I thought I would be able to make a difference, man. But, you know, it just. It just wasn't in the stars for me, man. So I, I, I ended up here, man. I ended up singing love songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. What do you remember most about that? I mean, that that was your first hit record. Maybe I deserve. I mean, I, 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 I play that song to this day quite often, man. What do you remember most about, you know, when you first started as, and I know you started out um, as a background singer for Genuine, but what do you remember most about, that first album and that first single, maybe I deserve in, in making that record. Um, well, making the record, man, was probably, I mean, one of the easiest moments. I mean, I remember writing it from, you know, from a real experience. I remember it actually happening and me just writing it down and going into my mama's basement and making the track and, you know, and, and having nowhere, no outlet. You know what I mean? I just had this cool song and, you know, I didn't have nowhere to put it. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, right. okay, well, I got this song. You guys want to hear it? Played it for my guys. They heard me sing it. They was like, yeah, it's a nice song, man. They was like, all right, you want to go play basketball? Cool. <laughs> and we went and played basketball. Like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? So, um, I remember, I remember me almost selling the song to Dave Hollister. You know what I mean? And the check was a day late. And I remember my label calling me saying, hey, if you sell that song, we'll kill you. Um, and then um, I remember us putting the song out, and I remember watching it, watching the temperature change, like it going from, you know, me opening, me being the first act on a 10-act show, to me being the third act, to me being the sixth act, to me being, to me closing, you know what I mean? To the song, you know, people hearing the song, to all of a sudden people loving the song, and I remember it like it was yesterday, man. I remember riding in a van down south doing promo shows and doing, you know, interviews and all these things, man. I remember hearing it on the radio for the first time, and all my guys looked back at me, and then just we just all started screaming and laughing, like, man, I'm actually on the radio, man. Like, it was the best feeling ever. Still is. R&B singer and actor Tank joining us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Let's take this small pause for the cause, come back, and continue our conversation with Tank. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. We continue the conversation with R&B singer and actor Tank, who joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. He's one of the co-hosts of BET's Man Cave, airs each Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern on BET. And, you know, you're still part of... You know, a lot of times I'll ask artists, what do you think about R&B today? But the thing about it, though, you're still part of the R&B scene. So I guess really my question is, what do you I mean? Because you're more of an you're more from, you know, the early part of the 2000s when it was a lot different than it is now. So, you know, just your your thoughts on R&B, as a matter of fact, today. Well, yeah, like you said, it's different. I mean, it's evolved. You know what I mean? And, you know, we've. We've always, you know, we've always been um, the top of the food chain. And then, you know, when we weren't, we didn't necessarily know how to 
compete in that space. So instead of us trying to find a way to make our R&B exist in this world, we just kind of completely um, catered to what was happening and became that. You know, everybody wanted to be a rapper, even R&B singers. They wanted to be rappers. You know what I mean? They right. wanted to be, uh, quote, you know, they wanted to be from the hood. They wanted to be tough. They wanted to be all these things. And, you know, R&B was, you know, back in our day was sexy, man. It meant something. You felt something when you heard R&B songs. Made you want to do something to somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, you know, so, you know, for me, it's always been about, you know, competing, um, understanding the surroundings and, and understanding where music is, but also, you know, in my own way, maintaining the essence of what I loved about R&B, man. And that's making sure that people feel something. That is the voice of Tank. You can check him out, as a matter of fact, each Thursday, 10 p.m. on BET's Man Cave. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. So, Tank, I mean, you you know, you, you've gone, you're still a, a singer, you 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 you've gone into acting, which I want to talk more about. But talk to me a little bit about BET Man Cave and, and how it all uh, sort of came about. I had a chance to take a to look at a snippet of it, and it looks re- it looks really cool. The four of you just sitting down and and talking, you know, with a celebrity guest. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Like we have, you know, we have guests that come on and hang out with us. But even for them, it's loose. You know, even for them, it's not like. It's not like an interview. It's not like sit down and and probe whatever they got going on in the tabloids or their career for that matter. It's it's really them sitting down in the man cave themselves and and giving their opinion and how they feel about things and topics that are going on um, right now, you know, in, in the world. And so it's a real comfortable setting that we've never had before. Like we've always had it in, at the barbershop or you know what I'm saying at somebody's house. You know, we've never shown that perspective on TV, you know what I'm saying, for black men just giving their take um, on how they feel about things. And it's exciting, man, that we have this platform to do that. So, you know, when you see, like, our, our most recent guest was Steve Harvey, man, and, you know, you know, he's one of our heroes, man. He's one of our kings. So to have him on there just letting loose, letting his hair down, <clears throat> and speaking of how he feels, you know, which... You know, in in, in some of his other, uh, on some of his other formats, he can't do that. But when he came to the man cave, he was able to, you know, what I'm saying, to really get into it. So it's really cool. Yeah. Now he he is he executive produces this, right? Absolutely. Yeah. How's it working with him? I mean, I've been working with Steve for 18 years, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like I said, I mean, he's one of our kings. He's one of our mentors. He's um, he's one of the guys that laid the blueprint and um, and, and giving us giving us a way, giving us direction, you know what I'm saying? Let us know what we can be in this business. That the voice, of course, of Tank. You can join he joins us here. As a matter of fact, on the program, you can check him out each and every Thursday, 10 p.m. on BET's Man King. Follow him on Twitter at the Real Tank. So you, your thoughts, man, with the political climate. I know you guys have talked about this on the program, the political climate with Trump um, in office. I just kind of want to get your thoughts on all. I mean, it's, you know, daily there is something going on at the White House. I mean, you know, what I tell people all the time is that it's, it's, it's hard. If you, if you can, if you concern yourself with that, if you make that part of your everyday life, you're going to pull your hair out. Yeah. Um, We just have, we just have a tough road ahead of us right now. Um, you know, with the, with the guy who was elected, you know what I mean? And 
and until he's out of there, this is just what it's going to be. And so I tell people, you know, focus on your surroundings, focus on the community around you, focus on the people around you, focus on yourself, make those things better. You know what I mean? Focus on making those things better, man. And, you know, we'll, we'll weather that storm. Man, you, you're so versatile. I, I can remember, as a matter of fact, one of the first um, programs I, I saw um, uh, on TV was, I, I can't even think of the, the, the name of the the, the, um, the show that you did. Uh, it was a movie. It was like a TV movie. But, I mean, the point is, man, just talk a little bit about, um, you know, your growth uh, as as really as an actor. Man, um, you know, acting is something I've always wanted to do. I just, you know, I just never knew how to get into it, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I just kind of fell into it uh, on accident doing doing the soundtrack for Dreamgirls. And, you know, we were working closely, director with the, uh, closely with the director, and he was like, what do you think about, you know, auditioning for such and for, for CeCe? I was like, I was like, I actually hadn't thought about it. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, it's like just being around you every day, your personality, your fun, and I was like, you could you could probably do this. And I was like, all right, well, let's try it. You know what I mean? And and once I nailed that audition, man, I didn't get the part, but, you know, it came down to me and the other guy, you know, and I got that close on my first audition ever. I said, oh, well, yeah. I can do this, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it just kind of pushed me into a space to where, you know, I wanted to really go all out. So I started auditioning and, you know, landing things here and there. And, um, you know, and, and now people call me to act, you know, which is what I've always wanted. But now, you know, now I want to be the best at it. You know, the music is doing its thing. It's, we, we're, we're having a great moment, but it's like acting is a challenge. You know, that's the thing where I see so many people that are great that I aspire to be like. So, um, that's the line I'm pushing. Yeah, you know the the movie that I was thinking about, Preacher's Kid. You and Latoya oh, Luckett. Yeah, that was Kid. awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah came out in theaters for like about two weeks, and then, um, and then you know went to cable. BET just BET plays it all the time, so I love them for that. They keep me on the map, baby. <laughs> no, a couple of more thoughts with Tank as he joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. And then, you know, the show that I was really enjoying, like, I don't know why it didn't stick. I thought it was absolutely great, and I thought the writing was absolutely tremendous, was Born Again Virgin. Oh, man. I, you know what? I don't even want to talk about that, man. I just, you know, so many balls were dropped on, you know, on that particular show. And, I mean, you know. You know, you, you know, it's, it's a tough thing, man. We have, we have. She was absolutely amazing, man. And you know, we have something really, really great, man. And um, you know, in my mind, it, it, it fell by the wayside due to, um, I don't know, I, I, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing, yeah. you know what I mean? Because you know, it just is what it is, and this is kind of what happens in show business sometimes. Sometimes things work, sometimes things don't. But we have something really great that I thought was worth uh, worth fighting for. But you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, last two thoughts. Savage is your latest album. Uh, it's available now. And what are some of the differences, maybe, 
And I guess my point is, from the time you released your first album, which was Force of Nature, back in 2001, to the release of this album, which was back in September of 2017, you've had some albums in between, but that's a 16-year period. What is different uh, with respect to the latest album, Savage, as opposed to your very first project, Force of Nature? I mean, everything. You know what I mean? I was a kid. I was a baby um, trying to figure it out, you know, and you... You know, you figure 17 years later, I have figured some things out. You know what I'm saying? I understand my sweet spots. I understand um, the things that I'm great at and the things that I need to work on. You know, I've, I've, I've grown in terms of understanding the business of music and not just um, the creative. You know what I mean? So, you know, in, in making these albums, like, um, it, it's just different now. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, when you're a veteran, you know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You know your routes. You know the playbook. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know the offense. Uh, um, and, and that's where I am. And so making this album was probably my easiest um, my easiest work that I've ever done because I just I just know where I, I knew where I needed to be. Um, getting the people to respond, that's another thing. Um, and that's something that just kind of I was just blessed with, you know, the people responding the way that they did to when we and to the album, you know what I mean? That was, that was just a blessing. But you know, the work I put in, you know, I, I know what I'm supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? I understand where I'm supposed to be right now, and I understand the climate of the music and the industry. So, you know, that part is easy, you know, at this point. But, you know, people are still got to hit the street. Uh, we still got to get on the radio and have these type of conversations. You know what I mean? All of that. No question about it. So now, as a Washingtonian, you know, are you a, are you a Skins fan? Or are you a Wizards fan? Who, who are you rocking with? You know, I, it, I I I I want the Wizards to do good things. I'm unfortunately not a Wizards fan. You know. All right, who um, who you rocking with? LeBron James is my favorite player. So <laughs> I right. kind of go wherever he goes. And I live in L.A., man. So you know, I, I rock with them Clippers a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So you know, uh, that's just kind of where I am. <laughs> so what do you, what do you think about the Clippers now? I mean, after all of the deals, all of the trades, no more Blake Griffin, no more, you know, CP3. Um, I mean, but they're still they're still doing well though. Yeah, they're, they're. I mean, I think right now, you know, of course with CP3 and and with Blake, they were an elite team. I think now they're still a competitive team, and they're and they're building in a good direction. I think you know what I mean. Uh, and I think this off season, when it finally comes, will be a good um, a good time to figure out you know what other really cool dynamic pieces they can add. Um, to get back to being an elite team, he brought the P E. He brought the B E T man cave to us. He is tank. You can check him out on B E T's man cave each Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern. He is the one and only tank. He joins us here on from the press box to press row. Follow him on Twitter at the real tank. Tank, we appreciate the time, man. Continued success in all you do. Thank you so much, brother. Same to you, man. Much love to you, my brother. So there you have it. Tank says he's a Clippers fan. And, you know, I had no idea that he originally started at Morgan State, said he only spent two months there and then went on to pursue his music career, which, I mean, it's been a really, really big career. He's still on, you know, still on a major label in uh, Atlantic Records and still doing major things, including acting. He's still still doing his thing. And, um, you know, again, maybe I deserve one of my favorite songs, such a real song 
um, you know, real deep, really, you know, sometimes, you know, for me can touch home like I'm sure it can for other guys um, as well. Your thoughts on anything that Tank had to say, hit me up via Twitter at box to row P O X T O R O W or on Facebook B O X, the number two R O W. And of course he was part of the super group T G T tank genuine and Tyrese or Tyrese genuine and tank part of that, um, you know, that heavy DC R and B scene where, where he got his start with genuine. And then you look at a guy like a Raheem Devon, who came on really uh, came a, a little bit later than in fact uh, those guys did. But uh, uh, again, check out that program. It's I haven't had a chance to really check it out. I've seen a couple of clips, but I mean, real talk, uh, real talk. And again, check it out. Uh, BET's Man Cave each Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern on BET. Up next, Virginia Union head men's basketball coach Jay Butler. The radio program that's talking sports from New York City to Cali and globally on the World Wide Web. From the press box to press row continues after this. It's Donald Ware. From the press box to press row. The Division II regionals begin on this weekend. As a matter of fact, in Virginia Union making its second straight appearance in the regionals. As a matter of fact, they're going to travel a little bit down the road to Virginia State, who's hosting the regional, the Atlantic Regional, to take on the Trojans in his third season as the head men's basketball coach at Virginia Union. Is Jay Butler as he joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Coach Butler, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me, Donald. Absolutely, man. Uh, listen, I, I got to say, I mean, you, you, you're you on a five-game winning streak, and you came in as, what, the number three seed out of the North. You had to win four games to win the CIAA Tournament Championship, and you, in fact, did it. Can you talk about that and what it, in fact, meant uh, for you and this Virginia Union program? Uh, Donna, we, we, we played a tough schedule early on. We played a lot of nationally ranked teams, and it, it prepared us for those tough games down the stretch in the CIAA tournament. We played against four great teams, probably four, four of the best teams in the CIAA. We had Winston-Salem that was predicted to win the South. Uh, Shaw University, they probably had top to bottom roster with a very talented roster. Then we had a nationally ranked Virginia State. And then we played the host, uh, Johnson C. Smith, who was number one seed and actually won the South. So it was, it was a, it was a tough road, but we took it one game at a time. And, uh, we got a special group of seniors that they, they, they didn't want their season to end. The regular season didn't go as planned, but they wanted to make some of, uh, the postseason play, and they 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 said that uh, you know, coach, we're gonna take it one game at a time, but we want to be playing on Saturday night, and uh, they they went out and, and executed the plan. I mean, the the bottom line, I mean, I, mean, I and I hear you, I I, I get it, I, I you know, you're saying all the right thing. The bottom line is, less the Shaw game in this tournament, um, and and even you know, I mean, Shaw had its opportunities. You you guys really dominated. Uh, this tournament. So with that, for you, especially being a Virginia Union grad, 
Um, this is a program that uh, everybody knows about, at least at one time. And prior to you coming in, had been down on some hard times. So what does that mean for you personally as a VUU grad uh, to, in fact, uh, win your first CIAA tournament championship game as the head coach of Virginia Union in your third season? You know, I had the opportunity as a player to win uh, three CIAA championships, but to get these young men together, to get on one page and to buy in is, is, is much sweeter as a basketball coach. And to get the guys the experience, the, the experience I had as a player, and, I, you know, we talk about winning championships, but to, to have the opportunity to play on Saturday night. And uh, like you said, uh, Virginia Union's been down for – for, for a long time, and just to get back to the winning ways and see the city. Right now, the, the city of Richmond is on fire. The school is on fire. Men and women are headed to the NCAA, and uh, it's, 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 it's a good time right now for uh, for athletics at Virginia Union. So uh, it's, I'm, I'm excited, and uh, I'm just happy for the guys. They got a chance to experience, you know, winning a championship and then have an opportunity now to win a national championship. I told him today in practice, hey, six games and you're a national champion. Yeah, no question about it. Last thought on the CIAA tournament, because I had a chance to see your team play against Shaw back in the early part of January, and that was a really good game. I thought it was a game. It was a double overtime game. It was a game in which you guys uh, really gutted out, really good coaching. But this is a different team in the CIAA tournament, and it was a different team against Shaw. And I want to point out a guy specifically in Todd Hughes, who wasn't the CIAA tournament MVP, but I thought should have been. As a matter of fact, he's our Boxer Row National Player of the Week. What has made him so? What made him so special in the CIAA tournament that we didn't see from him maybe earlier in the season? Todd is a special player. He's uh, he's a kid that can score the basketball on all three levels. And uh, I think the one thing that uh, during the season, Todd last year tore his ACL. And, uh, you know, for, for us, uh, last year we'd have had Todd. I thought we had a, a great opportunity of winning the CIAA last year because Todd would have took a lot of pressure off of Ray Anderson. So this year, you know, he, he, he pretty much wasn't 100% until right around January. And, uh, I mean, the second half of the season, he scored the basketball for us, and he really took took our team to another level offensively because we were doing a good job defensively. We struggled scoring the basketball down the stretch, and we couldn't close games that we needed to. That's why we lost a lot of games by four points or less. And uh, Todd really stepped up and really gave us that scoring punch down the stretch. And like you said, he had a good uh, phenomenal tournament and uh he was right there for tournament mvp Corey cooley he he had a monster game against uh virginia state where he scored 29 points but uh those two guys are really really playing well right now for us that the voice of the head men's basketball coach at virginia union jay butler in his third season he joins us here on from the press box to press row they say coach butler is hard to beat a team three times in a season, Virginia State has beaten you twice. They are the hosts. What is it going to take for you? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. You guys, um, they beat you twice, and then you beat them, excuse me, in the CIAA tournament. Um, but what is it going to take to get another victory uh, against this Virginia State team on a different level this time in the Division Two regionals? Well, 
philosophies remain the same because again i mean yes we've had you on this program the last two years uh as being the head men's basketball coach at virginia union but we've had you numerous times on the program as the head women's basketball coach at udc so do the do the i guess the you know you've had success you had a lot of success at udc a lot of success now at virginia union i guess the philosophy um really doesn't change just because you know you you were a women's coach uh, at UDC and now the men's, head men's basketball coach at Virginia Union? Uh, it's, it's pretty much all the same. I get the calls. I, I get the question asked all the time about men, women, which side do I prefer. I just love coaching the game of basketball. And once you put that system in place and you got some, some young athletic kids that students of the game and they buy into your system, and, you know, they, they just take the system and run with it. And, uh, you know, I've been having a lot of success. And, I, you know, I tell them all the time, I said, we're just not going to get up and down. We pretty much run a system. And if we can get those kids to come in and buy into the system, you're going you're to have a lot of success. Yeah, no question about it. What is it going to take? I mean, you mentioned Virginia State. That's the first team and you 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 know first things first that game is going to be played on saturday but what is it going to take to win three games here uh in the regional and then ultimately with with the field a a very tough field uh to then be able to move on to that elite eight Uh, it's it's going to take a total team effort and uh you know we got we got six seniors that's that's playing good minutes for us and each and every uh player going to have to step up and make plays, you know, and I tell them all the time, you know, we got everybody on this team, you know, for a reason. Everyone has to do their part. And, you know, like the kid Andre Walker, the 6'10 transfer, who uh, just came on second semester, he's he's playing huge for us in the middle. And I think that's a big part of, you know, defensively or why we kind of took the next step and uh, – took our defense to another level, you know. So it's, it's going to take a total team effort. The guys are locked in. They focus. And uh, they, 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 they want to continue to play basketball. So we're just going to take it one game at a time. They're having fun. They got smiles on their face. You know, and I told them already, hey, you see our double-A champions, but, hey, let's see if we can uh, make a run at this. Yeah, no question about it. And then lastly, playing for the legendary Dave Robbins, who is still, you know, part of the athletics uh, staff and program there at Virginia Union. What does it mean to you um, to have the success that you're now having? Not only that, to be able to lean on him a little bit, a legend, again, one that you played for. And as you mentioned, you won uh, three CIAA tournament championships as a player. Uh, I mean, it means a lot to have, you know, the opportunity that, you know, 
pick the phone up and uh, and call Coach Robbins and, you know, just bounce some stuff, you know, off of him. And, you know, I played for him for four years. We won a lot of games together. And, you know, he he instilled in me, you know, that, that, that system that's working now for, you know, for Virginia Union basketball that I, you know, brought from UDC. So, you know, I owe – I owe everything to him. He he did a great job. Of he, he he came to DC, recruited me, brought me down. He put the ball in my hand, let me run the team. But uh, you know, just to be able to, to uh, just to be around a Hall of Famer and pick up you know the different uh, things that he was successful doing, and he won seven hundred plus games. And uh, I just if I could win half the games, you know, I could be happy. And when I talk to him. After the championship game, you know, he said, you got your first, but now you got 15 more. <laughs> <laughs> so so I still got some work to do, but it definitely feels good to get the monkey off your back and get that first one on your belt. <laughs> no question about it. It is third season as the head men's basketball coach at Virginia Union is Jay Butler as the Panthers going to take on Virginia State in the first round of the NCAA Regionals. On Saturday, as he joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row, Coach Butler, we appreciate the time. Continued success to you and the Panthers. Thank you, Donald. Jay Butler and the Panthers in it to win it, and what a game it promises to be in Petersburg on Saturday over at the the beautiful arena that Virginia State has on campus. Again, it seats about 10,000 people. It may be jam-packed for that game between Virginia State and and Virginia Union. Got to get ready to run here on the program. Want to thank Jay Butler, the head men's basketball coach at Virginia Union, for joining us. Also, Tank for joining us as well. Our archive show link is back up, so if you missed our show from last week, log on to our website at BoxToRow.com and check out some of our archive shows. And always remember to support those that support Yo, from the press box to press row is presented by DW Communications. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Sure, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In my faction, don't like asking questions. Strictly gun testing, coke measuring, getting pleasuring. The Benzito, hitting fannies, spending chips at Manny's. Hope you creeps got receipts. My peeps get dirty like cleats. Run up in your crib, wrap you in your polo sheets. Six up in-